welcome to the Jason Claus Show. I'm Jason Claus, your host, and today we got to do it. I'm sorry. We got to talk a little bit more about cybersecurity. Welcome, 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 everybody. My name is Jason Claus. This is the Jason Claus Show. My experience is that the best leaders out there, they are idea collectors. They are always on the lookout for great ways to help their team achieve more, whether that's good process, good technology, just good leadership tactics and techniques. And this show is dedicated to finding those ideas and trying to share them with a growing community of leaders here in the Bay Area. Like I said, I've got a great show for us today. We're going to be talking about something that's real specific relating to cybersecurity. Um, And ordinarily, I, I want to make sure that I'm measured in what we're talking about. Cybersecurity is a real thing. Taking measured steps to protect yourself is an important thing. I try really hard to stay away from the fluff or the, oh, the sky is falling. In this instance... It might not be unwarranted to be overly concerned about this. Today, my topic is, is your current IT provider able to protect you from these top cybersecurity threats? And the note here is probably not because they may very well be the top threat. So I'm bringing in some heavy armor here to to help me. I, uh, my my guest today is one of the co-founders at Insight. His name's Joel Jacobs, and he's one of my favorite people. He leads our network operations center, and we will start up with his interview right after this. Are you frustrated with your current outsourced IT provider? There can be a lot of reasons why, but typically they're really just symptoms of a deeper root cause issue. We created a video that describes this root cause in great detail. It's kind of the single biggest reason we see companies not getting it done out there in the the marketplace. If you'd like to check it out, head on over to our website, www.nsite.net forward slash root cause. All right. Well, welcome back from the break. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about, it's kind of a scary topic. And, and I, I try really hard in, in other podcasts to, 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 to put a, a measured message out there, right? Cybersecurity is something that you should be concerned about and aware of and be working on. Not always just, you know, ah, everything's bad. This is one of these things that's kind of nasty. And I, I actually... My guest is here because I thought I, we needed a little bit of help because the topic we're talking about is can your current provider, can your current IT consultant stop these top cybersecurity threats? And unfortunately, it may very well be that the top cybersecurity threat to your business right now is the provider themselves because of what is going on out there. And like I said, um, we're having a good friend of mine, Joel Jacobs, join us. Joel is one of the co-founders here at Insight. Um, a very good person, one of my favorite people. I, I know I say that a lot. I'm just I'm blessed to have the the opportunity to get to work with a lot of my favorite people. Joel, in his role right now, leads our network operations center, and a lot of the work that we're doing from a from a cybersecurity spe- perspective um, rolls up under work that he and his team does. Now, this is really important. Cybersecurity is not something you offload to one group. 
um, no matter what your business is. Um, cybersecurity is a layered thing that you do. And we'll talk about that a little bit as we get into the topic. Um, but Joel, um, thanks so much for, for making time to join us. I'm really glad you're here, man. Cool. No problem, Jason. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this, excited and, and, and nervous too every time I get on this whole topic. I always get a little <laughs> bit of a stomach ache um, because there's a lot of there's a lot going on in the world these days, and yeah. uh, I'm happy to talk to you, Jason. You've always been one of my favorite people too. We've worked <laughs> together going back for almost two decades now. Yeah, and, long time. Uh, happy to Hard help to and, and get the word out. So, yeah, well, I appreciate that. Well, um, I, I want to let the I want to let folks get to know you just a little bit. So, um, I, I promise I'm, we won't get <laughs> we won't get, we won't get too personal, but. Um, I'm always kind of curious. I talk a lot about favorite people. I'm glad I'm one of your favorite people, but who is your most favorite person? I, I, I would imagine at this point, you don't have much of a choice here. I think it's got to be Heather, don't you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be in a lot I'm of gonna trouble. Send her a link to, yeah, I'm going to send her a link to the show. So I think it's got to be Heather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, definitely Heather, my wife, is, is, uh, is my favorite person. Um, I, you know, she's in fact, interestingly enough, Jason doesn't even know this, but uh, while well, she's my favorite person to loop it into this very topic, her work is down right now. Oh, really? Oh, my due goodness. to a cybersecurity attack. Wow. Um, and has been since I guess Sunday. So um, I've I've it's an it's a I'm getting a I've gotten lots of wide technical expertise about it, but now I'm getting a firsthand uh, employee's perspective on it of of what it's like to experience one of these. We don't do their IT support, so I don't need to, <laughs> nothing make, there. Make sure that um, we point that out. Maybe we should be. Um, Heather, Heather, if you're listening, you should, you should point somebody towards us. Maybe we can help. Yeah, um, but it continues to just get the information, the exposure from lots of different directions on, on this topic and, and what it involves. And, and Jason, you already said it earlier in regard to it's not a, it's not a just outsource this and be done with it type of thing. It, it requires um, everybody's involvement, everybody's support, even when they don't like what they have to deal with. But uh, yeah. I took us off, of course. My, my favorite okay. person is definitely my wife. She's <laughs> me grounded. She keeps, uh, keeps me in line. And uh, there's a lot of just I enjoy spending time with her and uh, yeah. being married to her for, oh, geez, I should know this. Uh, be, it'll be 17 years this year. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, cool. Well, why don't we just, why don't we keep moving here? I, I want to get into exactly what we're talking about. So again, one of the top cybersecurity threats out there to the business community that we serve. So here in the, in the, in the Bay area, uh, in Northern California, um, it's actually the managed service provider themselves or the IT consultant themselves. And we've been tracking or we, the, the, the community, the cybersecurity community has been tracking what's called an APT or an advanced persistent threat against service providers for some time. Um, that's, we're starting to get into jargon. So, so um, Joel, could, could you kind of unwind what, what exactly is an advanced persistent threat and why is it that something like this? Cause this is fairly sophisticated. Why would somebody go to the trouble to, 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 to um, launch one of these against an IT consulting company or a managed service provider. Cool. Okay. Well, so I'll answer that in a couple different uh, steps. At at its core, an advanced persistent threat 
is uh, it's actually a really it's it's not any more technical than the than the words themselves. Meaning, it, it advanced is that somebody has decided, some bad guy out there in the world has decided that you are interesting to them. So it's not just a blast email, blast um, you know scare tactic type of spam phishing thing that they don't really even know. They bought a list of a million names or a million email addresses and send it out. This is, you've been selected. Congratulations, Ed McMahon is at your house. Mm-hmm. And you've won the uh, target of a cyber attack award here, um, which is not something you actually want to win. But you've been identified and it is advanced because somebody else in the world has got your name and is targeting you directly. So it's 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 got real attention by bad guys on it. It's mm-hmm. persistent because they're putting time into it, not just a one shot. Let me just see if I can bust into this environment and, and do something bad. It's like, well, let me find some other ways to do it. There's real attention and effort being put into it over periods of time by bad guys. And it's a threat because they're trying to get into your environment. And what they do is they get into your environment and they don't just immediately hit, you know, run a command to delete start out star or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They get in there and they create more back doors so that if you close one door, they can get in through another door. But what they do is they hang out and they learn. They learn about your systems. They learn about the tools you use. You, they learn where the good data is. They learn what information you care about. They get smart about you. Um, and this can be over the course of days, weeks, or even months that they're, yeah. they've already hacked in. They're in, they're in your house and they're learning about how to hurt you most effectively. And so that's why it's, it's persistent. And, and then when they're ready to, then they, they spring the trap. Um, so at a fundamental level to use some, some scary stuff. And, and I had my most recent uh, training on this or one of my most recent training, it actually was on Halloween and it was one of the more scary Halloweens I've had in my life um, to, to talk to people and talk to experts in the field, um, people who deal with the aftermath of these types of attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so that's what an, a, an a, APT or an advanced persistent threat is. And what makes these even worse is it's not just some kid doing this after school. Um, mm-hmm or somebody with a, with a grudge. Um, some, some of these out there are state, foreign state sanctioned attackers. There's, um, there's an ongoing attack, it's been around for a while. I think Jason, you were gonna mention it. Um, the code name or the, the name that we use around here is, is Cloudhopper. And it's a concerted effort by, I believe it is Chinese state sponsored hackers to compromise uh, targets in the United States. And as of this week, uh, Homeland Security put out a bulletin about Iranian um, state-sponsored attacks on US targets. So um, yeah, there's, there's, they're, 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 not just, they're not just focused on you <laughs> and they're not just amateurs. Mm-hmm. These are pros with the backing of large organizations, whether it be state, state sanctioned or just organized criminal enterprises, but um, that, that are, you know, finding targets and figuring out how to make money yeah. off of, off of perfectly good upstanding citizens like you and me. Yeah. So it's an unfortunate state of affairs and one that we're not going to sort through anytime soon, right? There's, it's, it's very much the wild west out there. 
you know, and, and, you know, putting it kind of another way, a, a lot of the, a lot of the episodes I've done in the past have been more uh, end user focused and kind of built on the idea that, um, you know, in those, in those one to many scenarios, like a, like a fishing, um, attack or, 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 or someone trying to, 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 to mount and launch ransomware within an environment, what you, you, the, the tactics that you can use are, you know, it's kind of like, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be the fastest gazelle in the, uh, in the herd, um, in those scenarios. You just have to be faster than the slowest gazelle and you're, you're probably going to be okay, but that's not what this is. This is the lion is looking, Ooh, I want that gazelle for that specific reason. And I'm going after him. And that's kind of what the, I think what the frightening thing is. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, and in fact, uh, to, to build on your analogy and, and some of those phishing attacks and things like that, you don't have to be the, in fact, potentially you can be the slowest gazelle and just be like, I'm just going to ignore this email. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to not participate. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. and, and by doing nothing, not, not clicking on a link, not, not logging into a, a website that you think is legit. Just by doing nothing, you actually um, stay safe from those types of attacks. But that doesn't work with, with what we're talking about. Today. Yeah. As always, we'll include a whole bunch of links in the show notes to different episodes. That, uh, feel free to, to, to click around and take a look at those. Um, so, Joel, the second part of the question was, okay, this is kind of a, a, a gnarly, hairy thing. Um, why, why a managed service provider? Why, why are they, why are they looking at, 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 uh, at these consulting operations? Um, cool. Thank you for bringing me back onto that question. I, I meant to address it, but then I got, I got off track a little bit. Um, and the, the reality is, Hey, if it's going to be the same amount of effort for me to rob a house or a bank and the same amount of risk for me, which one do I want to go do? Do I want to go rob a house which has one person's money in it? Or do I want to go rob a bank that has a lot of people's money in it? Yeah. Uh, when I attack an MSP, this is what, this is true. Cloud Hopper, as I mentioned earlier, is a, is a concerted effort to attack MSPs or managed service providers, companies mm -hmm. like ourselves. Because once they crack into the MSP, now they have the keys to many, many kingdoms, all of your clients that you support. Now they can go through the MSP and they can get into all those customers mm -hmm. and start to uh, wreak havoc within those environments. So uh, once I get the keys to your house and steal all the money in your house, now I'm done and I have to go case another joint to, to rob that house. But if I, if I get into the bank vault, I get your money, I get Every, your neighbor's money. I get everybody's money because I'm, I'm, I've got a free path into all those, into all those accounts, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, yes. I don't think folks from the banking industry would um, agree with my analogy. I think it's a little too simple, simple for what's going on <laughs> in their world, but uh, no, it makes a good point. Yeah. Example, right. Yeah. Um, so, so you have, you, you there's a, it's a work, the, 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 to summarize, right. The, the, the real reason here is, is that it's a worthwhile target. It's right. a if phenomenally if you, yeah. If you're going target. to put all the effort to to mount um, an advanced persistent threat against something, this is one of those things that you want to mount an attack against because the payoff could be not just that one organization, but every organization that um, that absolutely, that absolutely. Is looking at it's, potentially it's right. Very fertile ground. Yeah. Um, to really 
Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. Is it just going to just wrap it up? Yeah, it's a very fertile ground. I figure out how to hack into one company and now I can actually hop from there into many companies without doing all that work over and over and over again on each of those. Yeah. Um, and, and the client companies. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned a little earlier on that you, you did your most recent training. You were, uh, you were in a, a an industry event. Um, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, you, you know, you, you heard some pretty gnarly examples of how this is playing out uh, in our industry. You, do you have a, you have an example you can share with us kind of quickly of, 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 of how this played out. Let's protect the in it. Let, let's protect, protect the names uh, and pro protect the innocent if we can. Uh, I don't want this. I don't want it to be about that. I want it to be about, you know, kind of what the, what the shape of the threat is. Yeah. But, good yeah. news. I, I don't actually, I guess I could probably look up some names, but I don't have them top of mind. So that, good, that won't be good. a problem. But yeah. Um, yeah, this wasn't, this was a conference for MSPs put on by one of our major vendors. Um, and there were a number of different tracks that you could go to at this uh, multi-day conference to, you know, just continue to stay sharp and stay up to date on what's going on in the industry. And I chose to go to a, quite a few cybersecurity sessions. And uh, so there were some outstanding ones. And some of them were put on by cybersecurity companies. So these are companies or, or people from the companies that when an MSP gets hacked, or when anybody gets hacked, you don't have to just be an MSP to hire these people. Um, they come in to help potentially negotiate the ransom to get your data back mm -hmm. um, and deal with whatever needs to be done with it. Um, so they have experience working with these criminals. They, they've got to some extent even relationships with them because it's the same bad guys in the same foreign countries um, hitting company after company after company. And mm -hmm. once they get called in, they're like, Oh, Hey, Charlie, how are you today? And, um, what, what can, can we get this ransom down a little bit? It's kind of high and my client doesn't <laughs> no have that much money. Oh, so they're all, oh. they're almost like attorneys, right? They, like the, like the prosecutor and the defense attorney when, uh, when somebody gets in trouble, these, the cybersecurity experts will tell you that the, the bad guys, and there's a couple different classes of bad guys, but the, the good bad guys, if you will, um, have amazing customer service. It's via chat, right? But, um, right. but because they want to get paid. Yeah. This is uh, so they know that that they need to be responsive to their uh, unwilling, <laughs> involuntary customers right. uh, slash victims, and you can work with them a little bit. You can negotiate down the ransom. They want to. They want it to be a ransom that you will pay, and not just close up shop and go out of business. Yeah. Um, they don't, they don't make any money in them. They just put a bunch of energy in it. So it's really this weird, crazy uh, uh, underworld, if you will, that's going on. And so the, the, the cybersecurity consultants were able to share information about that. I sat through one, one uh, session that was almost like a murder mystery. It was really fantastic and enough to make your, you know, your skin crawl a little bit as they walk through what sounds like a, a normal Monday morning at an MSP and then this happens and this happens. And as it goes through the day, it turns out that this MSP had been compromised and what they had done was through the MSP in ransomware encrypt, encrypted data at many, many of the MSP's clients. And oh, the man. ransom was outrageous when looked at against any one of their clients. Um, it was, high six figures number and you know these companies that were that that could be 
for the customers. That might've been a, an entire year's revenue or something wow. like that. Yeah. And it was because they, the bad guys were not expecting the endpoints and the end customers to pay this ransom. They knew they'd compromised an MSP. They knew that MSP would, was life or death. They were going to have to round up the money. And so as the day went on and this MSP discovered a dozen or more clients that all had been encrypted and all had the exact same amount of money for the ransom, <laughs> they were able to realize, oh, they want, they're, they're coming after us. And it's pay the ransom, get your decryption key, hope it works. And usually it does because if, if they give you, a if you pay the money and you, get a decryption key that doesn't work, they're out of business, right? They don't, they can't go do this again. They don't have a reputation as a right. bad guy who actually is worth paying. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they got to give you a key that works for the most part. But anyway, um, they just walked you through this and they're like, Hey, this, at the end of it, like this, this whole scenario we just walked through that seemed like it was fictitious. The names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty but that's it. Other than that, this is a real example of something that we dealt with. Um, I sat in another MSP, another session, cybersecurity, and they were talking about a similar scenario. A guy in the back raised his hand and he said, that was us. You just, you just, that case study you just presented was us. Yikes. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to him afterwards and uh, get his card. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not a bad day. It's not a bad week. It's bad months for the MSP after this happens, which is why, they were, you know, the whole theme of the sessions was like MSPs need to be paranoid. There's a target on our back and we need to be doing everything we can within reason to secure ourselves because we're such a fertile ground if we're compromised. Right. And, and from the client's perspective, right, in a, in a situation like that, the, the provider themselves are, are, are flailing about trying to trying to survive, right? It's, it's the survival of that business. How important is the client at that point? Right? Like, like, it, like you're, 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 uh, an order of magnitude removed from the, from the core problem. And so how much attention are you getting? Right? Yeah. So it's, are, a, so it's, it's not just the MSP, right? It's, it's, you know, the, 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 the community here listening to this show, right? It's, it, this is, this is something to, to pay attention to. Yeah, it's a, the, the clients are certainly important because the clients are down and very unhappy. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, you're not the only client who's down and unhappy. There's a right. bunch of them and it starts to be a prioritization exercise and how, you know, responding to it. How do we prioritize? Because even once you get the decryption keys, it takes time to, to actually do the decryption. Yep. And um, so it's it's no, nobody's stuff. having a good day scary stuff. So, so if, if I'm the owner of a business and I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm not so certain that, um, the, the company, I, I mean, I like the guys I'm working with, but there's nothing that leads me to believe that, that they're looking after these things. What are some things I should be looking for? Um, as a, as, as the owner of the business, what are some, maybe some telltale signs or some questions that I could ask around different, um, uh, different pieces. Right. So like from a, like from a detection per point of view, right. It, what should my MSP be doing to, uh, to, to, to identify some, you know, uh, yeah. problems or potential problem areas. So, um, obviously 
sort of the, the no-brainer first question that they ought to ask is, hey, MSP, what are you doing to secure your own environments and by extension access into mine? Mm-hmm. Um, just as simple as that. But some of the answers they should be expecting and uh, really need to hear um, it starts with, with something called MFA or multi-factor authentication, sometimes mm-hmm. called 2FA because usually the multi is two. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could have more, but two is the, the pretty standard number. Um, and so what that is, is the passwords. We're all pretty familiar with passwords and that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have some value, although security experts are starting to waver on how important passwords are. And there's a whole revolution in, in password best practice thinking going on as well. And mm-hmm. we don't want to get into all that uh, today, but passwords would be one factor of authentication. And then the second one, is some sort of a token or a key. Multi-factor authentication is about, it's something you know, like your Mm -hmm. password, and something you have, like a token. Um, And uh, you can have a soft token, which is a piece of software that runs on your phone, and you have to interact with it in order to log in. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, that they need to have that, and they really want them to have that on every account that's accessing their systems, or at least their systems that can access your your environment as the mm-hmm. client. So yeah. that's that's stuff like remote management and monitoring software, RMM. Throwing around mm-hmm. a lot of acronyms, I apologize for that. But um, RMM is the, the software that allows us to do our work, to access client environments and um, automate lots of the things that need to get done that are good and help keep the networks healthy. Um, however, it's a powerful tool and it can be used in the wrong hands for bad things as well. Um, we're, uh, we're blessed here at Insight in that um, another one of the owners, Josh Carroll, long ago, when he managed the NOC many, many years ago, um, had the foresight to implement multi-factor authentication on our RMM tool. Um, I don't even know how many years ago it is now, but a lot. And it was a long time ago. I remember we've we've had that culture (laughs) in our environment. Yes. And it was, it was good and bad. It was kind of James Bondy at the time with its security level. And then it got, it gets to be a little tedious. Um, but that's your, that's, that's item one. Like if that's not happening, there's serious concerns. You've got a cust, you've got an MSP that's not taking security seriously enough. Yeah. How about, how about two more real quick? Um, so, okay. We've got MFA. That's certainly important. Strong password implement policies is certainly good. Yep. Um, and then a few of the things that we're doing, I mean, this is where different companies, different MSPs might have different answers, but a few of the things that we're doing is within our RMM tool, um, we've got something called procedure signing that, that we've implemented. And what that boils down to is, um, just because you get into the tool doesn't mean you can write a script to do bad things mm. and then deploy it across all of our clients. It, that, that procedure has to be approved. It has to be signed by someone else in the company mm. before it can be used. Um, that's actually a fairly common technique that the bad guys have been using is once they compromise the MSP's RMM tool, right? Now they've got the keys to get to all these client environments. They write a script that mm-hmm. says run this encryption software and they execute it across as many endpoints as they can. And by having procedure signing, they could, they could write the script, but they wouldn't be able to execute it until such time as it got approved. Yeah. 
we're going to look at that and be like, who's asking for this? Talk to the person because that's entirely internal folks and we're small enough and you know, we know everybody and we can talk to them and so on. And when we're like, what is this thing? No, heck no, this isn't approved. Um, yeah. And, and slow them down in, in that manner. Oh, that's a uh, great one. Okay. Another one that we're doing that's around the detect. Um, and obviously logging is important. Logging isn't as important if you don't look at the logs. Right? Mm, um, okay. So having logs that, that show that you were compromised months ago, but if no one's checking those logs, it's not that helpful. After the fact, maybe you can go look at the logs and go, geez, we, we got, they got in here two months ago and we've not known about it at all. So it's not just logging, but what's more important or most important is that, that there's some sort of log review. So one of the mm, things that okay. we do um, as well is we have a audit that happens, automated audit that happens every, um, every day. I get a report every day in my email that shows me who's logging into our RMM tool um, after hours. Uh, okay. And if it's our employees and they're doing that because they want to, I'm a little bit hesitant here. I'd give away some secrets if bad guys with <laughs> this and, and then they might, they might know a little more, but um, if, you know, if, if our pro project team is logging in at night to continue work on project, there's no issue there. I'm grateful to our employees and that they want to work in the evenings to help take care of our customers. That's fantastic. Um, but if somebody's logging in and they, you know, I, I check in with them the next day and they're like, no, I didn't, I didn't log in last night. What are you talking about? Um, we got a real problem here. We need to respond to this. We need to change passwords. We, there's a potential for a breach. Mm -hmm. um, we need to, you know, hey, what do we need to do here? We need to, we need to completely reset that person's security account, uh, make sure they can't, you know, that the old information that was getting them in is no longer valid and um, just see where we go from there on how, how bad the compromise might've been. Um, in general, we need to operate with the mindset. It's not if we get compromised, it's when we get compromised and how, what are we going to do about that? So there's, there's a NIST framework for this whole thing, which talks about identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover and uh, identify what's, what's vulnerable, what, what the bad guys might want to take, you know, take a shot at mm -hmm. uh, protect, that's multi-factor authentication. That's passwords. One I haven't mentioned yet is um, GeoIP filtering. So everywhere that we have systems that we're, you know, worried about getting compromised or that would be bad for bad guys, um, we've tried to use geo filtering so that if you're not in the United States, you're not you're not logging into our server environment in the colo um, or into our Office 365 environment. Mm, yeah. Okay. And, so that's, that's at least that has limited effect effectiveness because all the bad guys have to do is compromise, you know, grandma's machine in Iowa and then use that for, for launching their attacks. Yeah. And now they're inside the United States, but it's an extra layer. It's an extra hop. It's an extra effort that they have mm -hmm. to put forth in order to um, be seen as coming from the United States to, to try and attack us. So, um, you know, and I haven't talked about any antivirus, anti-malware software at all. I haven't talked about anti-spam software. Yeah. Those are other layers that uh, I don't want to get into today. Yeah. You, you know, the, the, the thing that's, that, um, you know, as we've talked about this, what's, what's apparent, right? If I'm kind of going back to where we started, if I'm the owner of a business and I'm starting to think I've got concerns about this. You, you've given a, a number of different places to look and, and I appreciate that, but I'm probably not, if I'm the owner, I'm not going to remember any of that. 
<laughs> I don't always so we're gonna, them all. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna do more episodes on this, and, and we're gonna be writing about this a lot. But I want to leave everybody with a, with maybe sort of a um, you know a quick fix to try to get at you know if you're listening to this and you've got some concerns about your current provider, right? Are they doing this? Or I just don't know. Um, one of the things that's apparent here, Joel, is that these like mitigating these risks is highly, uh, it requires a lot of people. It is highly process driven. You have to be, you have to be thinking about these things proactively. And one thing that's for certain, if you're spending all your time as a provider putting out fires, you're not doing these things. And so there's some root cause potential problems that are a little bit easier to diagnose um, that uh, as an owner, you might be able to get at. And, and, and if, if a provider is having some of these root cause issues, it is guaranteed they're having these other problems that we're talking about and you have these other exposures. So we prepared a video. Um, it's called, um, it's, you can find it on our website. It's uh, www.nsite forward slash root cause where we talk about one of the most common reasons MSPs find themselves in these, in these situations. And I encourage you to, uh, to, to go check that out. We'll include a link to that in the show notes for you as well. And with that, I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna close this down because uh, um, Joel is as I mentioned at the top of the uh, at the top of the show Joel is he really knows this well he's been doing this a long time and uh, there's a ton of detail we can get into here but I but but thank you Joel for uh, for making time for us and kind of walking through uh, some of these items um, I, I, I think folks will find the, the information really helpful. Yeah, no problem. Happy to, thanks for having me on and happy to be here and happy to share what I've learned because uh, it's really, a, it needs to be a, a collective effort by everybody involved to start making all of this stuff more trouble than it's worth for the bad guys. And it, it's all about everybody hardening themselves as a, as a target until it becomes, you know, does anybody try and rob Fort Knox anymore? No, it's, it's too much. It's just too hard too hard and yeah. uh, there's better ways to to make a living well so with that we'll make that the last word thanks man i appreciate you i appreciate your time right. thanks jason good talking to you joel thanks so much for coming out and joining us i really appreciated that if you liked what you're listening to why don't you head on over to iTunes and leave us a review? I'll include a link to iTunes in the show notes. You can pick it up there. Next time, I'm going to be doing another episode focused on cybersecurity. We're going to be covering the California Consumer Protection Act and what you as a business owner need to know about it right now. This is its more legislation. I, I, it's well-intended. We'll talk it through. Um, so we'll be doing that next. The, the one after that, we're going to be talking a little bit about the business cycle and business cycle planning. I did a presentation for one of my peer groups, and it was pretty well received. So we'll, we'll give it a try and see what you think. I, you know, There's a lot of consternation out there about what's going to happen in the marketplace. I, there's a way through. All right. Until next time, I hope my good friend Jesus blesses you with peace in your heart, wisdom in your spirit, and just a lot of laughter in your belly. You take care now.